0: When Shermer grover got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two and up, and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud, and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They've been looking for Stenson's head away at the far post, and over it comes Elliot. Stenson. 1-1. It's brilliant,
1: brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Here comes Pigny.
2: On, on behalf of everybody on the pod and involved with the Bitterhead Supporters Trust, I'd like to extend our condolences to Rory Keating and his, his family on, the, on their tragic, tragic loss. It really, I suppose, it took, a gla- took the glass off what was a great night for us. Uh, such a tragedy. It just puts things in perspective. And really and truly, my heart goes out to the Keating family. And, you know, it just, just, Thoughts and prayers with them all, and I'm sure I'm speaking for every everybody when I say that. it just puts things in perspective. There's more types of football, and you know, we get annoyed and we get animated and so on and so forth, but at the end of the day, you know, it's it's only a game, and um tragedies like like total tragedies like that really just kind of
3: into perspective, put things
2: into perspe- perspective for you. So as I say, uh condolences to all them.
3: Welcome along to episode number 103 of the Bitterhead Supporters Trust podcast. Ronan Flanagan here this week. Did I be joined by Sean Dunn, Sean how's things? Great, Ronan. After a bit of a hiatus, I'm back. Dave McGree, what's the crack? Oh, good, Ronan. All good. Thank you. And what's up, Donald Kelly? Uh, not
2: a lot, Ronan. All's good in the Western Front. Thanks, Peter God.
3: So this week, we will look back on Saturday night's 3 0 win over Cork. We have your shouts from the shed end. We have two kids to House to give away and we also chat to Rovers rampaging right back Johan Braniffag to look back on his time so far with the club and also we will look ahead to Friday's big game away to draw that in the cup. So lads we'll go back to Saturday 3-0 win against Cork. Sean it was uh, just what was required. It was
4: running, and it was probably more than what the doctor ordered wasn't it? And um... I think, you know, right from the off, we were at it, which was the best the best thing you could have asked for, really. We didn't have to wait for the, the game to settle down or anything. We took it to Cork straight away. From, I think, like, sure, going back, and what well, Barlow had an unbelievable chance after about a minute. I think you nearly hopped out of the gantry at that point, running the, the scream over you. But, uh, well done on the commentary as well. Very good yourself and Donald. It was excellent commentary. I didn't. I didn't get to go to the game, so I was watching on LOI TV. Um, but no, genuinely, from the afternoon, we were excellent. I was really impressed. There wasn't one one player put a foot wrong all game. I thought everyone was really on top of their on top of their game. Everyone was excellent, and considering the conditions, the football we played, like you know, it was exceptional. It's like the the ball was holding up in the air an awful lot with the wind, and you know, even then trying to judge stuff with the rain, like it, it was relentless all game. But you know, the players really shone through. They were excellent
3: and David it was uh, Sean mentioned the conditions there and uh, it's important to play the conditions but also we as well, let's go back to Sean's point about making the conditions work for yourself like you know but the first goal is a I suppose it's kind of a testament to that it's slick passing but it's also a you know a cross into the box as well
5: yeah absolutely it was miserable it was biblical rain for two days um, and the pitch held up brilliantly a little bit of splash but it made it nice and slick and enabled us to play our football. The football we all know that we can play. Uh, the Russell ball that we preach about so so uh, so often when it does go right and you're dead right in terms of, of trying to play the conditions. Uh, the wind was coming across, uh, coming coming from the railway end. So um, you needed to be aware of that. So, so trying to be direct uh, and play into it just wasn't going to work. But we did play some lovely stuff at times. Um, and I think coming into the game, a little bit of apprehension. Well, kind of, maybe kind of hope more so than kind of firmly believing we were going to go and get a result, but also a performance. Um, but we, as Sean said, it's more than the doctor ordered. Like, um, we were fantastic on the night. Scored some really good goals, and, and we're at it from the start. And like that, Caelan's put that ball in the box. And Max has, has arrived. Textbook sent to forward header. You've always been told from your child, you get a chance to put your head on it, stick it down into the ground, and it'll come up and inevitably nine times out of ten beat the keeper. That's exactly what he done. Um, thoroughly deserved. I think Caelan, again, was was superb on the night. And Max has got another goal under his belt, you know, and he's been brilliant all year. Went through a little bit of a patch where he didn't score, but he's always getting in the right positions, bringing people into play and holding it up. But that was a real out-and-out number nine striker's goal the other night and absolutely delighted for him. So, yeah, brilliant stuff from the lads.
3: And, Dolan, how pleasing was that, that we scored after half an hour, but we... We didn't panic. We had our chances. Cork had their chances too, but we we saw that. We got we got the goal just on half an hour.
2: Uh, I thought it was a fantastic performance. They, again, I kind of seen a good bit of it. From what I did see in the first half anyway, uh, I thought the two centre halves gave us a great platform. Um, the, the whole defence actually and Luke were fantastic. And they gave us a platform to attack. Um you had uh, Barlow Barrow and uh, Stefan and Max pressing up front. It it, it was just a total team performance uh, in a very, very difficult and uh, in a very difficult uh, arena. Like there was I know that the camera give justice to how bad it really was out there on the night. And um uh, just to a man, they were up first the Ronald from the first whistle. Uh, a couple of big blocks and all I know um um uh, there was one ball come in. I think I think John might be beaten, but uh, Nando made a massive block. I, I, I know was that before or after the first goal after we scored first? Before. Was it before? That was pivotal. That was that was a big moment in the game, I felt. Uh because Wallaby and, and and Keating when he was on for the first half, like they're a handful, like Keating's playing it. He's after setting a new contract for, for Cork last season. He like you can see he, he was causing trouble. But I feel if it, to me it felt like like Nando and John are are really starting to gel together to kind of understand how each other are playing, and then you have Danny Lafferty in the back there as well, and uh, like he's so composed in the ball, he's he, he does very very little wrong, and if he does not give the ball away, it's never in a critical area or anything like that. Look, just from defense to attack, I just thought it was a flawless performance. Um, I think. The last number birds UCD game since uh away We away in Talka Park, we've been very, very good. Probably well, not probably, we definitely should have got a point in, in the Brandywell. So uh, I wasn't one bit surprised that we picked up three points and um yeah, I thought it was great.
4: Just going on that as well, um just what you're saying there, doing about the boys giving us a platform to build off at the back. You know, Luke especially as well, you know, he made some massive save there earlier on in the first half. And, uh, you know, it's really important going forward for us that that, you know, he keeps that out for his own confidence as well, because there was a spell there from about, I think it's about the twenty minute on, where Cork are putting us under a little bit of pressure. But I think they're using the conditions to their advantage. They're kind of playing looping balls into the box and stuff. And they're trying to create a bit of panic. And that's, just, as you says, Ronan, we didn't panic at all. And the back four never panicked. Whereas games previously this season, we have seen the back four kind of start to panic and cracks start to appear and, you know, to start making rash decisions and ultimately end up costing us a goal. But it was the furthest thing from it the other night now. You know, in those horrible conditions, looping balls and with, as you says Donald with all Abby and Keaton or both, they're tormenting around the box of the air because they just keep going and they're chasing everything down and they're hard to play against, they're hard to deal with, they're everywhere. But like the boys at the back just dealt with everything so well. It was really impressive that way. And it just it allowed us to go back up then and and finally get our goal, and a well-deserved goal at that. And I just felt like after that moment, we just took hold of the game completely then and just dominated for the whole game, which was, it's something that we needed to do as well, that we didn't just rest on our laurels after scoring one and kind of hold back and, you know, see, can we see out a bit of the game? We didn't do that at all. We kept creating chances and kept going forward. And, you know, we we get our just rewards then. Ron, I don't want to jump ahead too far. But, you know, going into the second half then, you know, with Branifak... Getting the second goal from the corner, like that was, like that's a great moment, and it's
5: that's a good point as well, Sean. considering the the magnitude of the game and the, the 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 closeness of that battle at the bottom, unfortunately, where we are at the moment, you could very easily have just sat back and went right, let's just shut up shop here, you know, and and, and try and just get get out of here with a one 0 win. But we didn't. We went down and and got two more goals and and really put them away. And as you said, dominated the game just to pick up. Small bit on a point that Donald had made there as well with Danny Lafferty. He, he's been superb since he's come into the team. Reese has been flying all season as well. But Danny Lafferty's come in, I think, initially at is he playing left sided centre half. He's gone back to his more familiar left left back. Um, but he's been brilliant. Doesn't put a foot wrong. And the only the rare time he does give the ball away, as you said, is not in a in a critical area that's really, really gonna hurt us. So um, I think that's been that's been superb. The other thing I picked up on from the other night was the press from the front how they all go together it's planned it's organised it's not needless running if somebody comes across Niall Morgan came across to, to press into the to the left wing at one stage but he'd cover in behind you know it's very well organised it's very well drilled and um, you know just put them under pressure to to just kind of lump the ball at some stage and, and we'd ultimately recycle and go again so just two points I wanted to to jump in on there as as you had made lads And just another
4: bit from um from a right-hand side as well. I don't know that anyone else looked at it and noticed it in particular was uh, where Stefan's position was he, and it seemed to suit Johan. He stepped inside more, more like what Hartman usually does and it allowed Johan to play them one-time balls and he was constantly looking to hit them just not, not out wide in around, the, in around the side of the fullback but in between the fullback and the centre half and almost eliminating the two of them from the game when the when the pass was complete. And Stefan was able to get into some dangerous positions from there. I think that was a really, really interesting uh, I'm losing the word for that now, but uh, progression in the game to see that happening there, because I think that's something we can build on going forward with the two of them there, especially with Barlow playing in at the 10. Because he's he's dragging players all over the place. Like is brilliant for that. So like he's allowing Stefan to come back in, just if with Johan's ability on the ball as well to find that pass all the time. I tell you, we eliminating that, eliminating the centre half and, and left full like that. You know, it's only
2: going to cause problems going forward. It was brilliant to watch. Yeah, I think Perros press is uh, like like obviously he was he was brilliant against Bournemouth, but again on on uh, on Saturday night he was excellent. He hit the ball into the box, obviously, but like he he is like he he's just light wire. He's you know he's 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 in people's faces. He's you know, he's annoying. He's he's the kind of player you'd hate to have playing against you. You know that kind of. Way. He's uh, he's, a, he's a great young fella. and um, you know it's great to see him like like I suppose having such meaningful impacts in games. Like he really is. He, he's he's a talented young lad, and uh, like he's a bright future ahead of him. And it just it's I just love to see, love to see the way he plays. He's he's just a, like there's a there's a I suppose there's a cunningness in the way he plays as well. You know that he's streetwise. And you need it in the modern game though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like he like he's winning free kicks there and he's you know like bit of shithousery or whatever, but like yeah, like, you know that's sometimes that's what you need as well. Like if, if like say uh, uh, like he won one free kick there, Cork might have been a little bit I wouldn't say dominant, but like they were they were they were going well and you no, know, it just it just breaks the momentum a little bit. So you know, go down and hold your face and lie down and fucking do you know what I mean? Just slow things down a little bit. He's just he's just a clever player and I think when he's playing well, we're all we're playing well, you know. So it's it's a credit to him. And Budger as well, like appearance to Budger, budger has Bud, been fantastic since uh But they both have that what you're saying,
4: Donald, that little that cunningness in the game, you know. I, it's not a I don't know, you're not being insulting towards them by saying that either, you know, going down, winning a free kick or that, because you could look at the opposite. If we said it so many times on the podcast that, like, we're too honest at times as a team and we're too nice. Mm -hmm. You know, we've we've seen an instance where, like, there's been times where Will Fitzgerald could have gone down and probably would have won a free or a penalty even at times, but he's nearly too honest and too willing to to stay in his feet to try and continue on and, you know, finish the, the phase of play. Whereas like Barlow takes them opportunities and he does go down when he needs when it needs to be because sometimes you're better off just winning the old free kick or whatever it may be like.
5: Yeah, definitely. It's like those game intelligence, you know, that game management. Two different players, Bulger and, and Barlow, but they they have that kind of the trick up their sleeve to to win that free kick, dictate they, they the tempo without actually having the ball. So, you know, to have it that young as well. And to have that in your locker is as you said, it's a bright future and it's a, it's a great ace of sleep to have for him. So long may it continue. And right, you're right, only starting to affect games more and more for a player so young and having so many or, or not so many games under his belt, should I say, is uh, is very very promising. So yeah, long may it continue.
2: You just felt on, on Saturday night like not necessarily that the shackles are off, but like there was a belief and there was a purpose. Um, you know, I suppose. Based on the last number of performances, last few performances, like you know, they're, they're taking their form and and they're delivering. I suppose they're 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 starting to deliver points on 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 what have been good performances. You know, as I say, we're not against or whatever, but uh, like it's great to see that, and like we've players coming back now as well. Do you know what I mean? There's there's fellas there that you see in the uh, Reese Hutchinson, uh, Gary Buckley. Do you know, what they're they all a couple of weeks out from from can returning and. Uh, there's a buzz about the place again. So look, I just, I don't know, it's, I just had a really, felt really, really positive after the match and, on on Saturday night. I thought it was, uh, I just thought it was, it was, uh, it was a good, good way to uh, go into a uh, into our first round of the cup games. You know,
4: but do as well when you're touching on that. It's a good point because you know with all those players coming back, it's creating competition for places again. And even you look at the bench the other night, it was stronger. Hmm. You know, and you see it even coming out. You know, you go back to the Derry game. We we effectively had very little to take off the bench. Like you know, we we lose Lafferty to in- injury, so we've nearly changed the whole shape of our team and our style of play. Everything falls apart because of it. Whereas the other night, like you can swap Stefan for Levac or whatever it may be. Martello comes in now as well. Browning comes on. You know, there's options. Cawley's still there to come on. You know, you can constantly rotate there towards the end of the game and freshen things up without really affecting the shape of the team. You can leave things as it is, and that's only a—you can only do that. If, that's only going to strengthen your position, should I say, as a squad going forward. Like so, you know, it is nice to see that finally because I personally I don't think it's any coincidence that we start getting players back from injury and there's an upturn in our form. Yeah, because I always step back to you know, the start of the decline in form. is I, I can actually, for me personally, I can put a stamp on it exactly when it happened, is in the second half of Dundalk at home when we should have won the game. Mahan and Fabrice both go off at halftime and we suffer. And our results, and then the rest of the players drop like flies after that game, So sort they of, and our results start to drop off after that. All of a sudden we have players coming back from Bozon and, you know, I don't think it's any coincidence that our form starts to pick up. You know our season has been blighted by injuries, and I think people have to take that into account. But there's a long way to go in this season yet, and there's a cup run ahead of us. You know, so I think there is there's a lot still to be positive about.
5: Yeah, the experience in the depth is crucial, isn't it? Because as you said, it it provides competition for places. There's more options to rotate. There's more options to to bring in a like for like. With given the position we're in, and you're throwing young lads in as well, it's it's tough going for them to try and blood them properly. So, yeah, it's it's hopefully only really going to get better from here. And, and that consistency will come as well. The consistency to match the, the results with the performances and vice versa. So that's that's what it's all about, is putting t- together a few uh, a few more wins and picking up more points, putting them on the board. Um, but obviously starting, again, not jumping too far ahead, Ronan, but jumping ahead to, to the first round of the Cup on Friday night.
3: And one that that's full of confidence at the moment is, is Stefan and Sean as well. He's playing with plenty of confidence.
4: Absolutely, Ronan. Like in, you know, his his uh, form has been building now. Like he had, a, he had a solid performance against Bowles. I felt he had a good 50, 55 minutes against Derry. Definitely a very good first half against Derry. Um, and then the other night, I thought he was excellent. I genuinely thought he was brilliant from the off. His pressing, fantastic. The work rate was phenomenal, but his quality on the ball then as well. His imagination. He's constantly looking to do something just a little bit different. He's he's looking to open up little spaces in around the pitch. He's looking for that clever little pass, and you need that and with the style of football we're trying to play. that's essential that you have a player that's looking to do that because otherwise it falls flat in its face. It becomes boring and predictable. But you need that unpredictability of a player in the foot in the forward line to create them passes because it's it's too easy for defenders. Otherwise. And I just thought, even for his goal, like the other night, like I know it was effectively a tap-in, but he had to be there. He's busting his bollocks to be there, put pressure on the keeper to make the mistake. He does, and he still has to react with quick feet because he, he has to do it in two touches. He has to roll it back from the keeper, and he has to slot it in because there's a defender coming up his hole. It's still effectively a very good goal, in my opinion, because he has to be so quick in his thought process and quick with his feet. you know. And that, that for me, like for him, the confidence boost going forward is it's going to be huge. And I'm delighted to see that he has, I don't know, if, it, if something's clicked anyway. You know, because it was going so sour, at, you know, a couple of weeks ago, people were kind of almost saying, was he leaving? You know, and where it's gone completely, it's gone a complete 180 now. And he's, he's the first thing, he's nearly one of our star players at the moment. And everyone's buzzing about it because this is the player we were promised
2: at the start of the season. And I think he's only going to get better. Yeah, I agree, Sean, with everything that you say there. Like, it, there was one run he went on, and like, I'd say he's, he's, when he's running appears, like he must be a nightmare too, because he, you just don't know how we, he's going to go with the ball. Like, he's, you can see it in him, he's talented. And like that, like, he obviously had a bit of a look, he's a young lad as well. He, I think he's, what's only he, 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 22, 23 or something like that. Like, you know, yeah. he's, like, he's, he's over a foreign country, he's coming, he's trying to settle down and, and trying to find his feet. Like, you have to give fellas time as well, you know. Um, in fairness, I've, the, the few performances, even against, even against UCD in appearance, I thought he was, no, he's all right. He shows touches, he throws flashes, but certainly his form has been building. And, uh, like, that goal, uh, which you got goal at the month for, like, that was, that was some finish that goal. You know what I mean? He's, like, players like that, as you say, Sean, they have an X-factor. They're the kind of fellas that can just, on, on a bad night, and game or, or a dead rubber game that will just produce one little piece of magic that's going to win you. Do you know what I mean? It's going to secure you the three points. He has that in his locker and the more, I suppose, confidence that he's getting now in performances, which he should be a sky high now at the moment the way he's been playing of late, Um, it's one really just going to get better and better for him. So happy days, yeah.
5: He has been excellent in an attacking sense but what I really noticed was his, uh, his defensive work, in particular against Bowles. I thought he's been super... And maybe that's just it. Back to basics like that. He's got a bit of time to settle in. Just get your head down. Keep working hard. Keep believing in yourself. And and the confidence is coming. And look, he's getting the just rewards for it. So, yeah, hopefully that continues for him as well. I'm delighted for him because he's like that. He's you, you love to see that kind of flair player on your side. But one that works hard just as well. Happy out.
3: And doing another debut one. On Saturday night, Connor is coming on for his debut.
2: Yeah, Roland. Look, I mean, this, this is it's all very, very positive. It's great to see these young lads coming through, and it's great to see them coming in in a game. Um uh, you know where the crowd is behind them and It's, it's comfortable for them to make their debut. The kind of way, as opposed to maybe like the Brandywell, where it's you know it's, it's you're nearly being forced into making a substitution. Like, uh, look, there's a lot of talented young lads in the academy, and John Russell gives them a go. Uh, John Russell give them give them their chance. And um if they're good enough, they'll get game time. So good luck to him and good luck to good luck to all the rest of them that are on the, that are on the the bench there and that have made their, their debuts in the last couple of weeks as well. Um it's great to see.
4: Yeah, I just I wanna to touch before you get on to the the cult hero that is Pedro Martello before he barely kicked the ball, but uh, no just it, on, in regards to the young lads coming out i mention that like it speaks volumes for the work that Conroe Grady and that are doing in the youth system there because it, you know it's proven to be so vital now like the the production line is unbelievable the constant stream of talent that's coming through and you've seen what was available against Celtic the other night and the, and the performance they put in you know and I think there was a few eyebrows being raised as you know just how good some of these young lads are like People were a wee bit shocked just to see exactly how good the academy is, and you know that was that was a great exhibition for that alone. So you know, kudos to the lads, to Connor and all the boys there because they're doing fabulous for him.
5: It's great that a new centre forward, continental sent the continental centre forward, in the look is given, uh his look has given him a, a cult status already. Sean kind of touched on there, so um, yeah. Look, hopefully, hopefully he's got a few goals in him. Big strapping lads looks looks like he's not afraid to to mix it a bit as well. He won't be bullied by any center halves in in our in our league for, for sure anyway. And yeah, look, absolute best of luck to Pedro Martello. Hope he hope he hits the ground run and gets a few goals under his belt and, and goes on to, to really, really be a cult hero. want might get a new pair of pajamas now that uh that Ana's gone up to UCD.
2: Maybe it's it's, it's a bit early yet, Dave you know I'm still kind of hurting over that one. But uh um, I know I know Jerry <laughs> Jerry's in negotiations with one of the suppliers if we if we do go fair in the cup, uh, there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of moustached men in uh, the Aviva in November if uh, if we do get that fair. So fingers crossed. Uh, I tell you one thing though he did do we we'll hire just, out the night rider car. On yeah, Tom something like that. Yeah. Tom said it your hair to it, Yeah, <laughs> uh, he played one great tackle. And <laughs> he, even the tackling he, he, he got the whole crowd up off their feet, you know, out of their seats because. Um, if that's what you want, just a full-blooded fella like that, is, it, it, it was it was great to see, so he, even just that in itself, you know, it was great, just to kind of expose, get the fans rose.
4: But Donald, I think that's a vital point, though, because, you know, I was, you just watch him from that move where he does put in that tackle, like, he tries something in the box, it just doesn't come off for him. But, like, we're training a lot, I think that's in the 90th minute, or 91st minute, mm. when that happens. Yeah, it up, we're home and It's game over. Like he doesn't need to go out and chase that. Yeah, and I don't think anyone would even say anything to him if he didn't go out and chase. But he took it upon it himself. He put it. He took it on that he was going out chasing down that ball, trying to rectify his mistake, and bust his balls back to get the ball. You know, and he, he throws in a lunch and tackle. Fair enough, it's not the cleanest tackle in the world, but he's showing a bit of fight and desire early on, and that's what you want to see in a player because. You know, sometimes foreign lads come over here and they get this bit of a reputation already, Ash, or he won't be up for the fight. Oh, yeah. You know, and put that put that ghost to bed straight away is yeah. the best thing that you could possibly do. But even when he was done, just watching some of his movements in around the box, he's yeah. going to be dangerous. And if we yeah. if we find him, and the likes of Stefan and Will and Caelan and that, you know, he'll be moving for them. Like, and he's going to get he's going to give us a little bit of a different option to Max. But if I was John, I'd look to find a way to play the two of them together at times as well.
2: I'm because sure that will
4: be absolutely yeah. devastating.
2: Look, it's a good headache to have to try and kind of incorporate through them into the team because the you see a show on the two of them could be little. Like, um, he's a big lad and he's going to cause trouble for defences no matter how good or bad they are, you know. So, I'm looking forward to see him for the rest of the season and uh. I'm uh, hopeful of big things from them too, yeah. Just two things actually, just just when I think of it. Uh the first thing was the stand, the, the main stand. Now it was mentioned to me after the game as well, so I the, the, and I even noticed myself. So blocks A, B, C, all the way up as far as the, the commentary blocks, right? All the main stand on the, the the railway end of the stand. So that's whatever H the from block H back uh to the country box they all stood up they were singing they were chanting for the support team and i like i was actually i was standing i was standing at the the railway end of the goals and you can see they were all chanting another crowd and uh, on, on the near side of the of the of the stand they're sitting down there was like they're at the cinema or something like that no oh, like like jesus lads like fuck, you're the game of football like do you know what i mean get up and make a bit of noise like if the whole if half a stand is is if half a stand is up is uh, chanting stand up for the bit of red and you're there looking at, you know what I mean? I don't know what you're looking at, but clearly you're, you're not in tune with what's happening on the pitch or what's happening around you because you stand up for your team. You know, it's, 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 to me, it's like if, if half a stand is up, the whole stand should stand up for it. Like, you know, it's, it's just, anyway. It um, all builds to have an atmosphere. Everyone needs 100%, to Yeah, look at 100%. Yeah. Like you need to make, like, small little things like that makes a difference. You'd be surprised how much of a difference that makes. You know what I mean? And it does create an atmosphere, creates a buzz. And, and uh, like, you know, you can, you can probably yeah. feel like there's there's probably a lot of people that
4: might be dying to stand up, but then you kind of get that peer pressure of if not everyone's standing up, they don't stand up. Uh, you know, they might be afraid of looking foolish, but the only way you'll do it is by by, by being, being the person to stand up. And then yeah, it'll, yeah. you'll actually find that so many will follow suit afterwards. Like, there's a big advocate for it in the stand on You know yourself as Michael Doddy. <laughs> Michael will be going ballistic up in the back yeah. And he's deadly for getting the chance going, and nine times out of ten, it's him who starts it in the main stand. Yeah, and in fairness, like he does, and he's brilliant, and that's people follow on from that. But like, don't be afraid to get behind the team because it's it's vital. Players feed off that everything. You know what I mean? It, it can change a game,
2: and you'd be surprised in how many ways it can. If you go, it's well if, man, if, isn't it? yeah. If 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 you go even Street and any League of Ireland games, they talk about it. If you're to the fittest, talk about used to make some noise in their uh, yeah. their their utters. They make some noise in that stand. Are uh, uh, the the we were going to fight nights at uh, Drada They make some noise in their stands as well. So, you no, know, like just like atmosphere is a big big thing, and the more noise you can make, the better an atmosphere you can create. Then just go for it. like, don't don't think anybody's looking at you. I'd nearly be looking at people for not for not standing up and cheering and and shouting as opposed to people that that don't. And uh, you see in other clubs as well, like they're getting young people involved and singing songs and chanting and so on and so forth. It's it's the future for the game. It's it's a buzz. It's you know, you're supposed to go there and enjoy sports your team, enjoy it. So, you know, right, make some noise, don't absolutely because the fours are do such a good job. Like it's just
4: you hate to see it not being you know, the for the main stand not to play their part as well. You know, and let and let, let all the fours' hard work go on unsung on like because they do their best to try and create an atmosphere on the ground, and especially on nights like that as well. You know what I mean? It's very easy to go out and not sing like so. And the Forza has done themselves proud again the other night, like because especially on the yellow-white stream, you could hear them all the time, so you could, you know what I mean? They were very vocal, constantly behind the team, and it's so important, like. And that's where you'd love to see the other side just feedback just as much, like because obviously, there's not, there's no one in the pet stop stand the other night, sure you couldn't stand out in that, like so there's just that, you know you need the, the main stand contributing just as much
2: yeah
5: just go mad for 90 minutes
2: take your frustrations out in let it all go and you feel about two stone lighter walking out the gates of the showgrounds then afterwards <laughs> <laughs> unless you had no uh, unless you had curry chips out of Johnny Dreyer's van <laughs> 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 Yeah, look, and first the attendance was very good. I think it was 2,300. Given the night that was in it and the conditions that were involved, I thought that was really, really strong uh, attendance. So, to play to everybody that actually went out and went to the game. And uh, I noticed after the game, Jesus, the Cork City fans were giving their their team some stick after the game as well. Um, so, you know... like Life moves very quickly in football. Yeah, it does, yeah, yeah. They, they like look, they were on the back of a good run a form of form at I, I would have thought. So oh, give them from where the where they came from. So like you could hear them roaring at the at, at the players after the game. So Jesus, I don't know. I wouldn't fancy playing for I wouldn't fancy being a Cork City player at the moment, I know No, because and you know,
4: people were you know using them as an example to me there for the last few weeks about you know changing managers and stuff like that, where I was an advocate for staying patient that things will turn for us, you know. But people were saying, oh no, no, look at Cork City you know, they, they changed the manager and did
2: a bit of a bounce in that, but like, oh, I say cream of to the top. Same people that are saying that, Sean, are the same fellas that are saying get rid of Liam Buckley. No, and then Liam Buckley is some kind of messiah, you know, that, uh, that he's left us, like, so. Yeah, exactly. That's nothing against Liam Buckley. Liam is, oh, not at all. Yeah, yeah. Not at all. Just on the night rolling as well, obviously we had the bit of hospitality, uh, so I just want to say a massive thank you to the White Hag, Helping us out with the bear, and also to young Malky Cullen, who kept us entertained on the guitar on the night, uh, and all the volunteers that helped run the bear, collect glasses, make sure that there's nobody kind of uh, wandering around the ground with drink. There's, a, there's an awful lot of effort, uh, particularly by Jerry, uh, to get that whole thing organized. I thought it was a fantastic success. Uh, it was a great buzz, everybody was socializing meeting new people uh, having a nice chat a drink a bit of crack before the game and after the game and I thought it was a really good occasion a really good social occasion and uh, just thanks to everybody for helping organise it for, for helping carry it out and execute it and uh, I hope everybody had a, good, had a good night on the night because I know I certainly did anyway
3: Now it's time for your shouts from the Shed End, don't forget you can get them in on a WhatsApp voice note to 085 815 9767 and we can hear those now.
0: How's things lads, Um, James here from Gurchin sending you my shout from the Shed End after last night's pretty convincing 3-0 win against Cork. Um, I think it was a great result um, and it's a result we deserved. Uh, You know, it wasn't wasn't a very pretty night for football, Um, you know. And you could see the ball, even when the ball was kicked up high in there, it was hanging in the wind. But um, I think we played very, very well. It was a great performance. Um, And it's a performance we've kind of been looking for for a while. Um, You can see, though, in the past couple of weeks, there's a big change in the team again. I know we might have been unlucky last week, um, but the performance was there until about the last 20 minutes. But... Last night, I thought the performance was was very very good. Um, I thought we were we were decent. Um, Stefan, I thought had a fantastic game, well deserving of a goal. Uh, I think he he definitely deserved it. Um, Max also had a great game. I was delighted with him and uh, a great finish from him. Um, I thought Luke McNichols made a fantastic save around the twenty minute mark. Uh, it was nil all at the time, and uh, he made it. He made a very very good save, and you know, it had that gone in you'd never know what happens and um, so it's all about these small little moments in the games that can have um huge impacts later on so i thought i thought we were we were fairly convincing and um, you know uh one thing that had me pulling my hair out uh and i i don't think Hennessy had a had an awful game um by any stroke of the imagination but um their new signing in center mid um what's his name stanlev Vessius or something like that uh, he came on around hour mark and Um, Lucas Browning um, Made Made a challenge It was a bit heavy handed But It wasn't There was no malice in it His first challenge And he got a yellow card Straight away for it And then there There's new signing He made Three if not four Crunching challenges And I think two of them Were on Caelan Barlow And He wasn't even talked to I know like Now Hennessy had a decent enough game But It just drove me insane I don't know why It just riled me up Like it was It was It was it was quite blatant he should have had a yellow from maybe the second or third foul that he made but anyways it doesn't really matter in the in the grander scheme of things. Um, fair play as well for organising the fan zone and um, I think everyone was delighted to see it and even the weather didn't put a damper on things um, and it would be great to see something like that long term. Um, you know people have the, have the the thought in their mind or some people do that you know drink shouldn't be had at games and like it does it needs policing and it does it you know it can't be all free reign and everyone getting absolutely sloshed and then causing hassle but i think um certainly last night and from celtic like there's no problems at all and um, and i went off without a hitch and i think if it's you know if it's done well then it could be a very good money earner for the club as well and um, so yeah uh, delighted with the three points. Delighted with the performance, and we look like we're hitting a bit of form now. Um, you know, and it's it's definitely needed at this time of the season and with the position we're in. Um, you know, big big game next week now. Hopefully we can uh, we can get a bit of a cup run going. And I know we've played Draweda twice in in a week or whatever it is, but, um, yeah, the way we've been playing, I'm I'm confident. But you know, we'll have to wait and see. Um. But yeah, I think as good as the game was and everything, like, of course, there is a bit of a dampener put on it. Um, you know, the the tragic death of, of Rory Keating's father. Um, not to put a, a sour note on it, but, um, it, you know, all the shouting and roaring we do on Twitter and yeah. you know, in person and all the giving out we do and all the stress about relegation and how the club is going to fare out and everything. I think something when something like that happens, it really um, puts things into perspective, you know. And um, yeah, Sligo Rovers is a huge, huge part of our lives. But at the end of the day, it's not everything. And, you know, um these these things are, are you know, they're heartbreaking and whatever. But yeah, you know, just puts things into perspective. But anyways, up the Rovers, lads. And and we march on to next week in Rada.
1: Cheers. This is Sean from America. We get the got the win, got the clean sheet. The uh, weather was awful, but it didn't affect the boys all that much, it looked like. We played the weather pretty good, and uh, we got three very good goals. The um, whole team put in a shift, um, especially Stefan. I think the last few games, his, his attitude's turned around. He's been putting in shifts, you know, and uh, he's starting to get a couple of goals now looks like his confidence is starting to come up so hopefully it'll keep going and he'll push on and uh, we'll see this Stefan going forward the rest of the season um, got a new signing in things are looking up so uh, see how it goes the rest of the season um, I think we're going to be all right up the rovers
3: That's your Shouts from the Shed In. Don't forget you can get them in after Friday's away game in the Cup to Drada on a WhatsApp voice note to 085 815 9767 or on email to podcast at borst.ie. Beer Scorecast time now. David McGee has joined me and David, we have two winners from
5: Saturday night's game against Cork. We do indeed. Another great response from all the Bitter Red fans out there. Again, thanks a million for, for engaging with that. This week we have Shawnee Maguire, we have Johnny Lynch both got the prediction right for 3-0 so keep an eye on your phones or your socials lads I'll be in touch and we'll organize to get a box of white hag out to you.
3: And then two more cases for the cup game against Stroud on Friday.
5: Yeah, Double bubble we'll have another one this weekend and obviously another one next week. Repeat fixtures and um, we'll get two more out Jeff yeah. so hopefully it'll be a uh, Positive predictions from all our Sligo Rovers supporters, so uh, we won't have to call out the pricks again from Connor, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we we'll organise to get them sorted out again next week.
3: Following his goal in Saturday night's three-nil win over Cork City at the Showgrounds, we caught up with Rovers right fullback Johan Bronnefall, who began with telling us how happy he was to open his account for the bitter red.
6: Uh, I don't. I'm not sure if it's uh gone down as my goal or if it's an on goal. But I'd gladly take it if it if it's my goal. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to to score my first goal, even if it's maybe not on on the record for for the league. But
3: it is your goal, definitely. I have to say, yeah,
6: <laughs> I agree. Straight in.
3: And you know, we have to ask, I suppose, first kind of is you kind of came to the club with like last year, the the club got to the third round of the conference league qualifiers and that probably played a role in convincing you to join the club with kind of the goal of achieving Europe and building on last season's success. Do you think it's kind of been, it has it been difficult to reset those challenges and kind of think, you know, we're actually in a relegation battle now at the moment.
6: No, like I've been playing football for such a long time and I've played both in top teams and, and bottom teams and, uh, um, my, the last club I played for, we, um, uh, we battled in the last game about going um, for promotion to the first year in Sweden. Uh, and the next year we got relegated. So I know it's big changes in football, uh, many new players in the team. Just because the name is um, Sligo Rovers or my last team, Nolby, doesn't mean that you're going to have the same success the last year, uh, as the last year. Uh, and we brought in many new players this year. And we saw some, some great signs in the beginning of the season. And then we had a drop-off in the in the middle of the season and uh, we're trying to get the form back now so um, obviously I like that the club was in the Europe um, last year and I watched a couple of games back when I heard the interest um, that they had in me uh, and I saw that uh, the Rovers played uh, nice football um, last year and we have been playing nice football this year as well so so um, I'm still happy with my choice
3: How did that move come about? My agent
6: called me at the end of our season and told me um told me Slag was looking uh, uh, for right-back and they reached out to him uh, about me. Um, so he's yeah, that way my agent. And I guess like every football club does nowadays, works a lot with, uh, with stats um, of a player, how they perform. And, and uh, obviously Rovers, they they um, seek players in similar leagues with similar quality. And I stood out in my league with the, the stats as a fullback. So that was probably how... Uh, the move that started from the first place.
3: And you weren't always a fullback as far as I'm aware.
6: No, oh, I no, I haven't been a fullback. It's the last two and a half years I've been a fullback. Um, so I was in Malmo's academy, I was playing as a eight and a six most of the times. And um as longer I got through the academy um the longer down in the pitch I was set on on the lineup. Um so when I started to train with the first team it was mainly just central midfield but then they got a few injuries on the right back I went right back and I played center back uh, in a, actually a plenty of the under 21 games um, so I moved around a lot um, but then when I got on loan from, from Malmo to the second tier club Trelleborg I got on loan as a central midfielder and I played two and a half year there in the second tier and first tier um as a central midfielder but I always um, um, made like substitutions as a Came in as a right back sometimes, and when our right back was injured, I got to start as a right back in the first and second tier in Trelleborg. Um But then I was tired about uh, of playing right back, so the next move I made was to the third tier in Sweden just to get a restart as a midfielder again. So I played two years there as a midfielder and at 10. Um, yeah, so I've been, been around a lot, many positions.
4: Johan, you just touched on there with the, the Malmo coming through the Malmo Academy, it's probably one of the most renowned academies in Europe for producing players. How was it coming through that system? Just how competitive was it?
6: Uh it was very competitive. Um, I got scouted when I was around 11. Uh so I left my mother club when I was eleven, uh, had a week trial. Basically, they already knew about me, but um, they wanted to see me in in their environment. So they brought me in, um, trained with them for a week, they decided to uh, to move over to the academy. And um uh, just half a year later, um I started seventh grade and when you play in Malmo start seventh grade, you had to go to their to their school in the stadium. So they have classrooms in the stadium and everything. So it was two um lectures in the morning, then morning session, football, then two lectures in the um uh, afternoon, and then um practice with the with the Malmos um yeah, under thirteens, fourteens or whatever it was. So two trainings a day, went to Malmo FF's own school. Um and yeah, you, you were never sure because you ne- you didn't write a contract at uh, that age. I think I signed my first contract when I was 15. So then you kind of knew that you you were going to stay there for three years or whatever the contract was on. But before that, it was always they always had meetings with us at the end of the season, yeah, in the summer break and in the winter break, and uh, let us know if we were allowed to stay for another half a year or not. And there were always many trial players around. So yeah, it was a competitive environment.
4: And tell me, was there any other um, Swedish players that we might have heard of along the way and around the, the youth side with you?
6: Yeah, yeah. We have uh, Denis Satzikadunic, centre-back. Uh, he played for Mallorca last season in uh, La Liga. Uh, he went to Hamburg now in Bundesliga 2. Uh, we have um, Anel Ahmed hodzic in Sheffield. They just got promoted to Prem. Matthias Svanberg. In uh, Wolfsburg. uh and then we have a couple of others that place in Turkey, Cyprus, and many of them in the first tier in Sweden.
4: Because the the production rate of players from that academy to go on and play professional football is it, it is one of the highest in Europe, I think, isn't it?
6: Yeah, one of yeah we I think uh, the Swedish papers did an interview with Malmo um, that they kind of like investigated the uh, the team that was playing for Malmo youth league. In the in the Champions Youth League uh, against Real Madrid, Juventus, and all these kind of big teams, and um, we had almost twice as many players that reached a, a professional um, level than the than the other academies. Even if we lost most of the games, we still produced more players to um, to, to get through and, and um, stay playing professional uh, when they got older.
4: I think you can see it from yourself. Like you, you're at a very young age. It's a very technical style of football. You know. It can it's not a it doesn't really concentrate on the physical side as such. I'd say it's all very technical based, is it?
3: Yeah.
6: And Malmos Academy, they were very focused. Uh, um at least when I when I played for them to um try to build an all-around player. So you have to be good at all the different um uh things around football. So technique, passing ability, shooting, um like your awareness, where the players are around the field, um, everything. Um but they were focused on the morning trainings that we had in the school academy. It was just technique all the time, dribbling through cones. Um, and then in the afternoons, it was more like tactical team training stuff. You can see... I'm, I'm not music, no. So.
4: And just even watching yourself play, Johan, you know, you don't like to play more than two touches. More often than not, you, you'll even play on one touch most of the time. You, yep. you're, you're aware of what's going on around the pitch. and yeah, Exactly. And I I'd say it's a huge reason as to why John brought you into the club because obviously you're an attack minded right, right back you know even your starting position is quite high on the pitch and hmm. um, you know but just watching you play like even the other day against Cork more often than not you played your first pass was your first touch as such yeah into an attacking position like and it, that just gives us a whole new dimension going forward because it's quick it's pacey you know it, it's excellent really but in terms of the defensive side of the game how have you found settling into Ireland.
6: Um, I didn't know what to expect when I came here, uh, apart from like what I watched uh, from the games that they played last season. Uh, but I knew it was a very quick football, very fast forward and direct. Uh, and I knew that I had to um, to work on my uh, defense, because uh, that has never been one of my main abilities. Um, but yeah, I played against good players before when I was a right back, played against good wingers. Um so, so, like, the adaption has gone pretty good, I think, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I don't know what more to say about that. But, yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect. The quality of the league is, like, what I played in before. Uh, and I can compare it to top teams, second tier, uh, bottom teams, first tier. Um, so, not, like... Have you,
4: have you been surprised by any of the players we've played against this year?
6: Uh, yeah, like, I didn't know what to expect, uh, as I said. uh, But there's plenty of players in our team that surprised me Um, with their technique. They're very physical, but they still have good feet. And in other mm-hmm. teams as well. Um, strong, fast like players. Was, good players.
4: One of the ones that's impressed me recently, uh, one of your performances, like, was away at Derry. Were just the, or just the game before Cork, obviously, was, um, you know, maybe you started a bit slow in the game against Michael Duffy, but you switched on to it very, very quickly. And actually, you probably nullified one of their m- major threats. You yeah. I was I'm very, I'm very impressed with that because there's not many people that do that. Like, because they, they targeted our right-hand side early on, but then they swapped it and went over to our left-hand side. Yeah. No, like, you know, to, to stop one of their main threats
6: is, you know, it's,
4: it's an achievement in itself. Like,
6: yeah, um, that's probably one thing that's good to being new into a league, and I, I have no clue uh, who the players are, if they're good, uh, what they've done in the past. So I just take on every player um, with like zero in the bank. You know, I have no yeah. idea who they are and how they played. So, but now I played them a couple of times, so now I know. But in the beginning of the season it was more like that. Um uh, but obviously I get to hear from our um coaches that this player is as good as that, he's good at this, whatever. So I try to have that in mind. But I know that if you if you face a good player with a lot of status in the league, um uh, the first couple of duels are important and like don't let him get turned, give him a couple of like hard duels, a couple of knocks, and you'll probably fall out of balance. Um so that's what I always try to do against technical quick players. And as I said, I had no idea who Duffy was uh, <laughs> until basically last game. Yeah, he has
5: been one of the standout players over the past probably four, five, six years. So yeah, um, yeah. no, it was
3: excellent. And you on as well. You mentioned the the challenges of joining the league. Not the biggest challenge, but the biggest challenge has already been the more focused on defending in this league than you thought.
6: Uh, yeah, I've worked a lot of my uh, defense this uh, this year. Um, like I said, the league is more quick to attack than I'm used to back home in Sweden. Uh, in Sweden, you can have a lot of possession, like shifting sides. And if you're stuck on one side, you just move over with the other side and try to attack there. Uh, but here you kind of left 1v1 uh, more often and they go on more transitions than I'm used to. So the 1v1 situations has been, um, uh, um, has been a subject that I needed to work on uh, a lot this year. Um, and I still have to work on it like like I said it's only two and a half years that I played fullback regularly as a starter uh, the other years I've been in the central part of the field so I'm not I'm not like expected to deal with the 1v1s as much and I never was uh, when I from was a kid um, so yeah I've got two and a half years in the past that I had to work on it and even more now this year in this league um, because of uh, the style of play
3: and overall are you enjoying your time in Slygo in this first word as well.
6: Yeah, I do, I do. Uh I enjoy it very much. Um, all the players, very friendly, very nice. Uh we all hang out. Um, the people around the club, super, the people in the city, super. Like one of the reasons that I um made a move from from Sweden as well was uh, the supporter culture. Um so that's a cool thing to experience as well. Uh, because in the second tier in Sweden you don't have that many fans. Just if there's like big teams getting rele- relegated from the first tier, they come down and they still keep a big percentage of their fan base. Um, but playing in the first first tier here in Ireland with good fans and good atmosphere, all the games is um, that was something that made me do the move as well uh, and make every game like easier. Um, but yeah, I enjoy I enjoy the life in Sligo. I enjoy the life on on the pitch around the club and everything. So I'm happy.
4: How have you found the settling in period within the town being recognized everywhere you go? Because that's what well, most players say when they come over, they find it very strange that like every yeah. second person is stopping you asking those things.
6: Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, Slego is one of the uh, smallest cities that I've lived in. Uh, and the other cities that I've lived in are big cities like Malmö, Gothenburg, Boreos. They all have over like two, three 300,000 people. And I've never played in the biggest team in those cities. Uh, so I was rarely recognized um, uh, when I moved around the city in Sweden. Uh, a couple of times, of course, when you go to nightclubs and people that like football see you, or if you go on, on the on the city for a stroll, they can recognize you, but not nearly as much as here in Sligo. But it's a cool experience uh, uh, as well. Um, so no, it's just it's just fun when people come come across me and, and ask me how things and whatever.
4: Have you had your family over?
6: Yeah, they've been here twice. Uh they came actually yeah, twice. We came here in November last year to um have meetings with the club. Uh so my mom, dad, and my little brother came along just to see see the place. And they'd never been in Ireland before. Um, uh, so we we're here for three days and we we're two days in Dublin. Uh, and then my mom and dad came to visit the first game against Shamrock at home as yeah. well. A good one to come to as well. Yeah, it was a good one. Great atmosphere, great results. It was a, it was a cool night for them.
4: Absolutely. And I hope you have plans to stick around for a lot longer yet, do you?
6: Uh, I've, I'm, I'm taking one game, one week each um, at a time, so we'll see what happens in the future.
3: Right, lads, final part of this week's show. Cup is back, Cup is here. We're away to the on Friday night, Sean. It's uh I suppose, yeah. This season is it's, it's so important to to get going in the cup and you know, you'd be open to win it, but first of all get through the first round is probably the first priority.
4: Yeah, no, it is. look, the cup is huge this season. There's nothing worse about it. As I said, look earlier on, you know, there's still a lot to be positive about this season. There's plenty of time to go, but the cup is a major factor in that. and um, if we get a good cup run this season, you know, it's vital for this project going forward. Um, under John, so and look, Paul Space played. It's it's our only option into Europe now as well. So realistically, like we're not going to close that gap ahead of us. But Friday um, night's massive, and in one way as well, it's it's probably a good tie to get because overcoming draw away from home in the cup would be a huge platform to build off going forward. Because you know the. They're a really well drilled side. You know, Doherty's no joke as a manager. Like, he has them well set up. They're a really tough team to break down. And, like, they're dangerous going forward. Like, they'll catch it. They do good players. Like, Darren Markey's a quality footballer. You know, Deeks is always going to be in there. And he's fucking, he's going to be in players' heads. And, you know, you can't let him in. In other words, he'll throw you off your game altogether. Uh, Like, Adam Foley scored a few good goals this year as well. You know, they have they've danger all over the pitch. But I do feel we're coming into a, a rain of form where we'll be well able for them. And, you know, it is a tight pitch up there. And I think we would be able to play it. nice enough football on it. We always have over the years. Like it hasn't been an awful place to go over the years for us. But, you know, earlier on in the season, just wouldn't fill you with huge confidence going in. But I think the last few games, you know, there should be more positives than negatives. And I still will be hoping that we get we'll
2: get through the round. We haven't beaten them this season. Um, you know, they, they beat us um, away from home, I think it was 1-0. Yeah. And uh, we drew with them at home then, didn't we? Uh, so we haven't beaten them yet this season. And like you said, Sean, like, they have a lot of, like, Marky, Jesus, Marky was like, I don't know, he was like Matthew, uh that game uh, early in the season uh, when we were playing them away from home. Um, but Exactly what you're saying, Sean. I just think that there's a massive cup run on that side of ours. Um, we've like we've proven winners in that team. Like you, you know, Greg Bulger and um, Danny Lafferty for for starters. You have so much quality in that side. Uh, I'm telling you now, hundred and ten percent. If they just keep performing like the way they have been for the last for the last three games. Keep the form like that. I intend to know there's there's a big cup run that side. Um I think the draw is a good draw because again, and I know I've, I've said it before. Um the, the last two seasons we were knocked out by Cork two years ago. I think it was Wexford uh, in an injury time last season at home. But uh, you know, they were both first division teams at the at the time. Like we can't be going to a hunky dory park or whatever the fuck is called now. uh, uh under any illusions, like this is going to be a really, really difficult game. But one thing that I know for certain is that we have more than enough quality to, to beat that to beat that draw side. So if we approach the game with the right mentality and with the right in the right frame of mind and and I suppose the way we have approached the last number of games, I have absolutely no doubt in my head that we will beat Drada and go to the cup into the pot for the next round of games in the cup. 110%.
5: Yeah, I agree with all the lads have said there. It's a sticky place to go to and we haven't beaten them this year. They've lost Freddie Draper um, and they brought in a couple of, of young players as well. I think they should all be fine to, to be play playing on Friday night. But yeah, it's to echo what Donald said there, I'm, I'm really com- really confident in that we've we turned a corner um, and we're, we're going to start producing moving forward. More bodies slowly coming back, confidence is building in the side. And I truly believe that we have got a cup run in us. I think I predicted at the start we're going to win it, so I'm not going to not going to back out of myself on that one. But um, yeah, if, if if we play as well as we know we can, I think the, the performance will definitely turn into a result. Um, a little bit of upheaval and, and some new bodies in for them as well. I think might just play in our favour. They'll they'll want a cup run themselves, but their their shift in focus might be uh, and priority might be on the league. So. Yeah, fully, fully expected to get something up there. and um, It's going to be a tight game. They haven't been in the greatest of form, but like that, you know, they're they're no mugs. As, as Sean said, Darty will have them well drilled and added as well. So fingers crossed, but but also quite confident that we'll get something.
4: Like even going back to, you know, early on in the season when we went up there and got bet 1-0, you know, it was an awful game all round, but like it was still a game that we should have actually won. I think if you remember rightly, their yeah. keeper pulls off two wonder saves. One he doesn't even know nothing about, it just hits him in the face from Barlow.
2: And he pulls another We had a goal. Dear man, the, the the referee actually had an absolute nightmare. He stopped the yeah. game twice. Uh for, for that's for right the for the drone pitch. Yeah. Um Hartman scored a free kick. He gave a penalty. Then the linesman, the first time I've ever seen a linesman overrule the right, referee. And of course, it would have to be something that was against us. So the linesman overruled the referee and gave a free kick. No, he was right, but not the point. <laughs> 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 if we're going to go against any team, it's going to go against us. So, uh, but Hartman, Hartman uh, and I'd love to watch it back again, Hartman hit a free kick. The commentators on the, the draw the commentators at the time thought the ball cross line. I certainly thought the ball cross line. I always have red tinted glasses on, so I can't really say it for certain. But the ball, it was like the, the ball hit the underneath the bear and, right. and the spin just made it bounce back out against it. The, the, the goal wasn't given. But um, yeah, that was a take we, we should We should have gotten something out of that game. We were lucky not to. So, you know, it's not like they're, they're, they've ever asked us or anything like that, you know. And that was probably one of our poor performances. This it's season just, we've
4: just got to be clever up there. Yeah. So, yeah, I
2: yeah. just.
4: Like that again, like Cork, you know, no panic. You mm. know what I mean? Just relax into the – start off on the right foot again. You know, early pressure, you know, good quality on the ball. Once you have those fundamentals there, like, we're a really, really good team. Mm. And we hurt sides. I just think, you know, the mindset does seem to have changed a little I hope we're not speaking too soon now and come back with egg on our face looking like dopes next week. Like, But I just – look – it's there for us, and if we go through this round genuinely, I don't think we've much to fear after that because this is one of those rounds that sorry, it's one of those places to go that's just it is seen as a as a real banana skin, and to get over it is, is vital. Look, yeah.
2: even I mean, so even if we get bet on, on Friday night which I don't think we will, but even if we do get bet. I don't care. Like you can see, like performances like against Boz and against the tonight—they're not, like, not fashion in the pan. Like no. the quality is there, and it's it's the, the 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 playing patterns are there to be seen. And okay, fair enough. It's not going to click every night, you know the kind of way. And I'm not getting down about it because at the end of the day, I know that we have a fantastic manager and we have a fantastic team, and they're out there, they're trying their best. And you know that's all you can ask. them. You know, so I just I hope. Do maybe the, sh- the shackles? I, I just I got that sense on on Saturday night that the shackles are kind of being are starting to release a little bit. There's a couple of bodies coming back. So look at as we always say, it's a game of football. Go out and enjoy it. Fans go out and enjoy it. Make the most of it and uh, send us home happy. That's and that's uh, and once the give 110, that's all any of us can ask for. Is that is that, is that. and once they do that, then happy is. But I do genuinely believe. That we will that that if we play to our to our utmost to our ability, uh, we'll we'll be drawn on on, set, on Friday night. But even if we don't, as I say, I'm not getting hung up about it. It's not it's it's it, it, the the bad results are becoming more of the the exception than the norm, in my opinion, anyway. So I just keep the faith and and back John Russell because he's the man and he's going to sort us out. Simple as that.
3: <laughs> and an unchanged eleven, would you go for that, David or? Would you make any changes?
2: I don't really see how
5: you can. The only one you might see maybe come in, depending on how his how his match fitness is, is, is Pedro and give give Max a bit of a break. He's played majority of minutes this season. And but I I don't I don't see it happening. Um it's the only one I could see rotating in, but I don't see it happening. Um no, I I'd stick with how it's how it's gone since Cork. You, you can't really change too much dominating the game, winning 3-0, getting a clean sheet. I can't see too many changes. Um, I can't see too many people being upset that, that it isn't changed either if if it is the same
3: starting lineup, so. And if we were to give predictions, Sean? Yeah, predictions.
5: Because it's the Cup,
4: I think they will score. I still think it'll be a very tight game. I'm going to say 2-1.
5: Rovers. David? Yeah, it's just been, it's been very little difference in a lot of their games. I'm just looking at some of their last results. The only, the only game in the last six they've been involved in where there's been more than a goal in it is against UCD. So yeah, it's it's going to be another tight one. What do you say? Form was out the window in the cup, but I think we'll we'll continue with ours. I'm going to go two one Rovers.
3: And Donald,
2: I think I'm going to go two nil Rovers, but I'm also going to throw a little uh, I suppose side bit on that uh, that uh, Deegan is going to get a red card and it's going to be down to Cailin Barrow. uh, just fucking piss them off for the 19 minutes. That's what I reckon. Mental battle, mind battle of the mind. Uh, well, I, 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 just, I, I just, uh, I think that that's a, that's a battle, uh, the you to overcome. Uh, so one barrel given, fucking well boy. That could be a cracking battle, yeah.
3: Ronan, what about yourself? Well, one nil to us, sneaky one nil win.
5: Full house, full house. We'll take it all day,
3: lads. Thank you, Sean. Cheers, lads. Cheers. Thank you, David. Cheers, Ronan. Up. Cheers, lads.
0: And, and thank you, Donald. People. Thanks for boys, you're ready. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They've been looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson. 1-1. It's
1: brilliant. 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 Here comes Pigny.